Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Okay, welcome to another CI for Life podcast. I'm Rick Hyland. I'm with my friend and neighbor, Nate the Great Lambert, although his mother calls him Nathaniel Lambert. Which do you go like better, Nate? Nate. Nate. All right. How about the Great? You like that part too? Yeah, I'm okay with like that. <laughs> There's worse nicknames, my friend. <laughs> hey, um, Nate is a, a friend and a neighbor, and also a very successful entrepreneur. He's got a great background. He's doing some very cool things in real estate. I call him an investor and an educator. And um, Nate, we're excited to hear about what you're doing in real estate. I know a lot of listeners love the real estate investment right now, and and some are worried. And so your insights about real estate investing and educating us will be great. But let's start with your background, uh, Nate. Give us uh, tell us your story. Oh boy! So I was, you know, so I became a professor of family psychology back in 2011. PhD, right? PhD, yeah. And, you know, I was, I was excited, got what I felt like was my dream job. I was off to the races. And then I just started feeling really bored, Rick. I'm like, man, this is, I spent a lot of time and I'm just sitting in my office writing these articles that, you know, not too many people read or care about. And I just, I wanted to do something else. I felt like I'm an entrepreneur at heart okay. and that was lacking in that career, even though I got a lot of fulfillment out of it and got to travel around the world presenting my research. It was, you know, it was published over 70 times and wow. five books. And you are a hard worker. So yeah, I, I put in a lot, but uh, then I just decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make this transition, cut off the golden handcuffs as they call it. You know, sometimes it's hard to Leave the safety and security of a regular income that comes in every month, even if it's a smaller income, you know? So I just, uh, I, I took some classes on real estate investing and okay. just, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I just got so passionate about it. And then I just jumped in with both feet. Um, did, you, did you start residential or how did you, how did you start getting your foot in the door? Yes. Yeah, so I got a home equity line of credit on my property. And then with that home equity line of credit, I was able to use that equity to do, to buy two other properties in Arizona, okay. two other rental properties. So that was my first, first, uh, first two deals. And then I was like, Hey, I need to do more. I want to do more. So I, I decided, you know, I was still working as a professor at the time, but I decided I heard about all kinds of ways you can do deals without using your own money and your own credit. That really appealed to me. So I decided to jump all in. I quit my, gave him my resignation, quit my W2 job as a professor that I'd worked yeah. 10 years to build up. Right. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. Leave the security. Exactly. And I've uh, never, lo never looked back, Rick. It's been you know, we, we were able to move to Fiji for, for seven months. I remember that. Yeah. We bought a, uh, we got a rental property there, lived in it and, um, had just an adventure of our lifetime. You know, we actually got to be on an episode of house hunters international oh. <laughs> on HGTV. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. And 
and then, you know, just came back and started hitting it hard. Um, and started doing all kinds of flips and I've been focused primarily on residential properties. I'm making a shift right now, but I have about 75 rental properties, rental doors. Okay. I've done about a hundred flips over the course of my career. And, and, wow. uh, and now I'm just, I'm just making a big, another big shift. Okay. Tell us what's the big shift commercial. What is it? Yeah. So commercial real estate. So, you know, single family houses are an awesome way to start. I recommend, you know, most people cut their teeth on single family houses because, you know, it's a great way to learn how real estate works. Anyway, so about a year ago, I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do commercial real estate, like exclusively. So I, I kind of took the plunge. It's similar. There's a lot of similar elements, but there's, you know, a lot of different things as well in commercial real estate. It's more about collaborating, more about networking and partnering up with the right people. Like, are we talking recreational properties and there's 10 units or 20 units or what, what are we talking there? That's right. Yeah. So project I'm, I'm working on right now that I'm really excited about, we're building 21 luxury homes on the beach in North Carolina. Nice. Yeah. In fact, we're, uh, they should be worth about 30 million when we're done with when we're, when we're done building them. Congratulations. That's huge, Nate. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. So it's for short-term rental. So essentially every house will be about five to eight bedrooms with their own private pool. They're going to have, uh, they'll be at, and it's in North Carolina, which is like the top real estate market in the country right now. So there's all kinds of demand for, for these vacation properties. So people come in from all around the Northeast and all around the country to go to the beach here on these islands and they pay, they stay for a week at a time. So yeah. it's, it's week only rentals during the summer. There's 99% occupancy in the summer. And then in the off season, we give our investors a chance to stay for a week or more, depending on their investment uh, for free. We pay all the cleaning costs and Wow. And because it's in the off season, it doesn't cut into our revenue at all. Right. Well, that's a that's a great package. Now, Nate, I want to unpack for the listeners kind of your key success factors to get into real estate and do well as you've done. But just mention some of the other things. I mean, you've done podcasting, you've done you've written a book, you've done you do some education. Uh, that's not the right word, but big seminars like in Park City, you just had a hundred person. Tell us about all that and what you how that fits into the biz. Yeah, so honestly, to get to get into real estate investing, I really believe that you need three things. You need to get educated, right? I mean, that's just like with any career, you got to know the nuts and bolts of of what you're what you're doing, what you're getting into. You need an, a mentor, right? So that's I think that's the most important thing, honestly, because. Real estate, it's not rocket science, but there are some things that you don't know that you don't know. And it can be costly. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of others who have lost their shirt in real estate. It's usually because they don't know what they're doing. They, they buy, they don't know all the costs uh, associated. They'll find something that looks like a deal and really they're going to have to pay $20,000 to sell it. That's not the situation you want to be. So you want a mentor who's going to look over your shoulder and help you to avoid some of those errors. And then third, you really need a community. You need a community of people 
that are around you, supporting you, that are like-minded people, people that are on the same path that can give you advice, give you contacts, give you help. You know, one mentor is amazing, but you also need a community of support. Um, and that's one of the things I offer as a real estate coach. I'm coaching, you know, over 300 people in 47 states okay. on how to do, how to invest in real estate. And like you mentioned, I, I wrote a best-selling book, uh, Amazon bestseller called Active Life Passive Income. And uh, I, I give, you know, I give that to all of my students as a gift because it's, you know, I wrote it with them in mind and uh, yeah, it's, it's something that really helps people get off to the races quickly. Yeah. So Nate, I love those three point educated mentor and community. And I know you do that. Tell us about this park city event that you just did. That sounded pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, no, it was really fun. Like you said, we had over a hundred people there. Um, I've, I've coached so many people around the country that we, you know, we brought people were flying in from over 20 States. And what we did was we, you know, we had brand new people that had never invested in a property before that were just wanting to explore what it would look like. And then I had a lot of the people that had done a couple of deals. So we had them present, we had a poster session where people could go around and see the deals that people had done, have them share how they found it, how they funded it, how all these things. And then the next day we went on a bus tour and we went to a bunch of properties of people that I've trained. One guy, Alan Groves, made over a million dollars last year flipping houses. So we went to one of his flips and, you know, five other properties. So we, we got to really see, touch, feel, and smell some of them didn't smell as well as others, <laughs> but that's the smell of money. I like to say, right. Okay, the, all right. Money, the worse, the smell, the better, right. Cause yeah. the more money you're going to make. So we got to go around and see all these properties in, here in Salt Lake County and just have a lot of instruction and a lot of people networked and connected or built, you know, we're, we're, it's part of my community that I offer people to, to help them really get off to the races quickly. Yeah. So in your community, and you've mentioned Alan and other, I know there's a lot of people in there. The the ones that are the most successful inside of your mentoring community, what could you pinpoint, you know, any characteristics or why they've done well? Um, can you give us any insights there? Yeah, that's a great question. I think probably the biggest thing, Rick, is taking action. Mm. You know, some people get stuck in what I call analysis, analysis process, right? Yeah. Yes. They're just analyzing every deal and they're too afraid. What I like to say is do this thing called ready fire aim. I like to say, Hey, go ahead, do a little bit of what I call lightning analysis. I, I teach people how to do some kind of quick and dirty analysis on, on a, you know, on a napkin, essentially, if you wanted to, and then you make an offer based on that quick and dirty analysis and then what, what I like to say is do your hardcore analysis after you've gotten the seller to say yes and have written and signed a contract to say, yes, they'll sell you the property. Because then, you know, if, if your light, if your quick and dirty analysis, your lightning analysis wasn't sufficient, you can get, go in and look at all, all, you know, verify everything, bring a contractor, you know, go really take a close look at it. And if it doesn't meet your standards, you can you can give them a the inspection report and say, hey, if you were the seller, you could say, hey, Rick, you know, I'm sorry, but this had way more things that are wrong with it than I thought. 
And I'm, if I'm going to buy this, I need you to either fix these things or give me a $25,000 discount or whatever you need to get your numbers to work. Right. And if, if you're the seller, Rick, and you say, no, then I can walk away and not, and get any earnest money back with no problem. So you don't have anything to lose by going in and making offers. You have everything to gain. I've helped people get massive discounts, get into properties that they wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able that to That is do. a great tip. Because they took that action and they did this ready, fire, aim strategy that I teach in my in my coaching program. And you don't get caught on it. it. It's part of the negotiation later if you've missed some things, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. They, you know, you have you have usually fourteen days to do due diligence, and you can pull out without any penalty during that time period. So you just do all your heavy duty uh, due diligence, make sure that everything looks good, get price reductions if you need to. And obviously you're going to want to probably try to get a price reduction no matter what, so that you can get a better deal. Right. Right. And even if you had a good deal, you can make it a great deal with a a better price reduction. Right. So you're going to follow these steps anyway, but look, there's, you, you stand nothing to lose and you're only going to get learning and experience by making that offer Mm. and taking action. That's a That nugget right there is worth the podcast for people right there. Great, great tip, bud. Let let me go back to this idea of passion and purpose. And I know you're really excited about these commercial uh, properties in North Carolina and others. And you and I have talked about this idea of purpose. What gives you purpose, Nate? Can you articulate that in, in the context of your life and your business? Yes, I love that. I remember our conversation a week or two ago. And for me, this this particular niche of vacation rentals is 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 a huge thing for me. My grandpa was a travel agent, and I think it was in my blood. I've been to fifty five countries now, and uh, just forty eight states. You know, I've been I've been about everywhere you can imagine, and and I love to travel using Airbnb. And, and the reason is, you know, hotels they're more in high traffic commercial areas. Yeah. They're just kind of like, they don't have a kitchen. They don't have a living room. They don't have that at home feel, you know, they're missing so much. They're not in, in the real exciting places. Right. So, you know, I I've stayed in some of the most magical places. I've stayed on a houseboat in India, you know, I've stayed on in a cliff in Ia Santorini, Greece. Yeah. 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 I've been there too. Yeah. Right. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just stayed in some, some really magical places throughout the years. And so Airbnb has been a big passion. So for me, I'm not just trying to add to investors' bank accounts. What I really want to do is add to their memory banks. Mm, two banks. Yes, exactly. For the investors and for the, the people that we serve, right? The people that stay in the properties. I'm all about, I mean, my life has been transformed with, I, I have five boys and we travel around together. You know, I, I took those <coughs> boys to a lot of those countries. We made some of the most outstanding memories that you can imagine. So for me to be able to build something, take raw ground and build it into something special that can help people make memories, it's just, it's it's a thrilling thing for me. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, my, that's my purpose right now that really drives me to create those memory banks. Yeah, yeah, financial banks and memory banks, both that you're doing for your communities uh, that are involved in the project. So let me ask you a question, and please don't you know don't divulge something you're not comfortable. But when you're analyzing and looking at 
And I know you have a team involved at property like um, North Carolina or South? North. North Carolina. North Carolina. What what kind of due diligence do you recommend or do you look at that listeners might be interested in hearing? So you if you're gonna do like short-term rentals, for example, you gotta make sure there's plenty of demand, right? And we chose North Carolina partly because there's these huge population centers in Charlotte, Raleigh, other big cities. And, and a lot of them, they're going to the beach. You know, so we did a lot of analysis on current properties, what the vacancy rate was like. We saw so much demand, like I said, 99% that, you know, there's, that leaves a lot of room for expansion. And our particular niche, because we're a, a bigger home, a luxury home, we can, there's, there's not as many of those out there. Most of the properties out there are two to three bedrooms. So right. bigger house, it can sleep 14 to 16 people. That's really appealing. There's there's fewer people out there, so I, I really look for you know niches in the market that are un, unfilled right now that are under people that are underserved and markets that have super high demand like North Carolina. And the nice thing too about that that location is the land is still not crazy expensive like so many other areas in the country, like Hawaii, for example. We looked in Hawaii, and it was just the land was just so expensive there we couldn't really. Yep. Make less money for our investors there, right? But in North Carolina and some of these islands, the land was wasn't so expensive that we could get a great deal and create. Actually, the the values gone way up since we got the land, and uh, so we, we already have a lot of equity in the deal. And then we, you know, we create more equity by building. We'll be into these properties about nine hundred thousand. They're selling right now. Uh, houses in the area are selling for about 1.3, 1.4. So we, we come in with a bunch of equity already through the land purchase at the discount and through building these homes at, you know, b- below the, the rate that they're selling for right now. Well, awesome. Good for you. And, and Nate, uh, how many people do you, th- I know you have 75 doors. How many people do you coach? Two to 300, did you say? Yeah, about over 300 people. Over around 300. Okay. So what would you say to people joining your community or in your community about the current state of real estate today and the market and inflation? And I won't even say the R word, but, you know, people are nervous and worried out there. How do you coach investors, uh, real estate investors in in this environment? Yeah. So for one, you know, I, I do think that a recession could be on the horizon, um, but here's the thing that's different than like 2008, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's not very many houses available. We're at about 20% of the inventory that we had in 2007. Was that right? Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, the chances of going into a, a deep housing crisis are very unlikely not to mention that the banks really cleaned up their act in a lot of ways. So, you know, there's, there's a lot less over leverage and a lot less dumb loans out there. So a risk, but if we do go into a deeper recession, the nice thing about having the knowledge and the mentorship and the community with real estate is that, you know, we have, you have the chance to uh, pivot if you need to, right? So for example, if, if a lot of people start losing their homes and heaven forbid, right? Um, Real estate investors like me can go out and help them because let's say they just can't make the mortgage payment anymore and they fall into foreclosure. People like me can come in and catch them and say, hey, what if I can catch up with the bank? What if I can 
give you some money to find a, a new place to live. And I'll just take over the mortgage payments for you, right? So this is how you get a house on what's called uh, subject to financing. So there's opportunities like this where people are going to need that kind of help if we if we have a deeper recession. And so investors can can get houses at a huge discount, and they don't even have to get the financing in place because the financing is already placed usually for you know those lower rates uh, uh, that we've been having they get it for a lower rate and then uh, and then they can sell it you know to someone else for a higher interest rate higher purchase price or they could just rent it out and and make cash flow cuz rents tend to go up during recessions that's true because there's more demand for rentals right if people are losing their house they need a place to live and so rents tend to go up during recessionary times. So there's so many great st strategies in real estate where you can make it no matter what the economy is doing. It's a great point. And I think you talk a little bit about this in your book too, right? During different phases of the economy and how to, and in that example, which is another great tip, but for the homeowner, then they don't have to foreclose. They can get into something. What, they pass that off to you as an investor, and then they can get into something more affordable perhaps. Uh, that they can afford at that particular time. So it, it's a bit of a win-win. It's a great, you know, you really help perform an incredible service for these people and you can get a property out, out of it for, you know, I've, I've paid as little as $1,500 for a property using this subject to strategy. Wow. Great tip. And Nate, on that, do you um, discourage then flipping or, you know, timing it, rent it out till it's time to move on or what, what kind of coaching do you give there? You know, I always tell people when we're at a when we're at a time when we don't know exactly which way the economy is going, I think you can still as long as you get a really good discount. I, I show people how to find off market properties, and if you're getting off market properties at a great discount, it's still a good time to flip. Okay. Uh, if, you've great, I, if you've got a good deal, yeah. Yes, and and I would say in addition to that, you know. I always like to do some analysis on rental, rental analysis, even on my flips, because here's the great thing, Rick, like if the, if there's a huge correction fast, which usually it, it comes on gradually, but if we had a huge correction quickly, then you could uh, potentially rent the house out, get some cash flow to make yeah. the payments. And then you could just wait it out until the market comes back and then sell it at that time. So that's the great thing about real estate. There's so many exit strategies. You don't have to, you don't have to sell if you're, if you're underwater on it, right. You yep. can always just, you can always just rent it out and get generate some income and then sell it when the market's back up. Yep. And I know you talk about this in your book uh, different off market strategies, but you mind sharing a couple of ideas with the listeners today? Yeah. So, you know, there's some, there's something called a wholesaler. A wholesaler is someone who will find a property. They'll do a lot of marketing to people who are distressed and they'll uh, ultimately they're going to get, get a, a discount on a property usually. Right. And so one of the great ways to find these off market deals is to, is to maybe go to Facebook, type in where you live. For example, Rick, I know you're in, near Salt Lake city. You type in Salt Lake city comma real estate investor association in Facebook and you, you join all the groups in Utah, right? Or that are close to your market. And you can join those groups and then you can post in the groups. You can say, hey, I'm looking to flip some houses. I'd love to get on a wholesale list or two. 
right? So who are my wholesalers in the group? And then you give them their, your email address, and then you can start getting deals in your inbox on a regular basis. Now, again, you got to be careful because a lot of these wholesale deals aren't really deals. Okay. So you got to learn how to analyze. And that's a lot of what I do is we have a what, what I call the deal room every Tuesday and Thursday. And people can bring, the, my, my students can bring their deals and we can analyze them together, do the lightning analysis and make sure that it's actually a deal. Because again, you got to be careful. A lot of these aren't really deals. See, but but it is a great way to start getting some off-market deals. We also have some some great software that that we show people where they can send mailing campaigns to people who are are distressed. Just and that's a really passive, easy way to get um, get people reaching out to you. And then you could even have a realtor go and negotiate the deal on your behalf and then use that realtor to sell the property when you flip it. So there's there's some great strategies there yeah. as well. Well, those two or three great ones right there. So, Nate, why do you think this maybe I'm not trying to put you on the spot or feel free to uh, not brag, but just be open with us? Why do you think you've been so successful in this area? If you could pinpoint a couple characteristics might, that might be instructive to the listeners, what, what would it be? You know, I, I, I am really driven when I put my mind to something, I just go after it, right? Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to give up things come in the way. And I just, just tenaciously go after it over and over until I get the job. Right. So I just raised $2.1 million for this project for phase one of this project in, in Oak Island, North Carolina for a while, you know, it, it, it wasn't, I wasn't getting all the money I needed. And I just kept going after it, trying to get creative, you know, come up with strategies and then, I was able to raise all the money that I needed. Right. So it's just so much of it is about just having a vision, right? Like I have a, a vision board up there on my wall in front oh, of me. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I'm running towards those goals. I have it written out and I'm just like relentless in mm. pursuit of my goals. I shout out my affirmations on a daily basis. I get myself in a, in a peak mental state Ooh. that I can, so I can just go after it. Love it. Yeah. So, so say that more. That's a great little habit there. So you have some affirmations about how you're going to approach each day and uh, you're, you're reviewing, shouting out those each day. I am. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of them pertain to my future. I kind of shout out what, what are these goals that I'm after? You know, one of the, one of the things is like, Hey, the, the, I don't need them. They need me. I am the prize, right? Because I'm a coach. Yeah. I'm the prize for people, right? So I want to remind myself every day in my in my head, I am the prize. And that's one of the, the things I shout out, right? Because if, you, if you're acting like that, and if you believe it, people will come to you because they're like, wow, this guy believes in himself. He's, he's enthusiastic. He's going to help me get where I want to go. So you got to have that belief in yourself. And Rick, I think, you know, doing those affirmations every day on the, while I'm running on my treadmill, I mean, this is, this is such a great way to empower myself on a daily basis. Mm, nuggets everywhere, Mr. Nate the Great. I love it. Okay. So if people want to learn more and join your community, there's the book out there, Passive Income. Say the title again and then say where people can find you and, and learn more about the community. 
Yeah. So there's my book is on Amazon. It's called Active Life Passive Income. And I have a Facebook group that also bears that same name, Active Life Passive Income. So you can join the Facebook group. Um, you can reach out to me on Messenger. Uh, I've got, you know, I'll be doing regularly some broadcasts on some of the some of the investing projects that I'm working on. My key role right now is coaching people on residential, but also to help people get a passive income stream through investing in these commercial deals like like this, you know, 21 house project in North Carolina. So you can find out about that kind of stuff through the Facebook group. And I'd love to have you on one of the one of the um, presentations that I'm doing. Yeah, Nate, you know, this has been so valuable. Not only do you give us value bombs around strategies for real estate, but I love getting your insights about how you get yourself ready and approach in the right mental state, right? Because this business entrepreneurship is ups and downs, right? Two steps forward, one step back. And how do you, the winners keep going, right? And the losers kind of get discouraged and stop. And uh, I've seen that in your life and in all your setbacks and all the things going on, you've been able to keep moving forward in a positive and passionate way. And uh, I really appreciate uh, you sharing these nuggets. Anything else to the listeners before we go? Well, I would just say, you know, it's, it's so important to really define financial freedom for yourself Mm. because it's, it's different for every person, but I think most people, here's my definition of financial freedom. It's to be able, the freedom to do what you want, when you want, where you want, with whom you want for how long you want. And for me, traveling the world with my family was like the greatest thing I could imagine for my own freedom. In 2019, I spent three months traveling to 14 countries with my with my wife and kids. It was just an incredible experience. And so, you know, and now I have the time freedom to, to work on, you know, to continue to travel. I just went to the Amazon jungle with a friend and you know, doing, going to Africa next month. I mean, there's so many fun things I love about traveling, but whatever your passion is, whatever your cause is, you need that time freedom and ideally the money freedom, again, the time and the money, because a lot of people, they only have one or the other, right? They either have a lot of time or a lot of money. Usually they don't have both, right? Because if you're working a, a busy corporate job, you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, so ideally you got to find a huge passive income source or like, that's what I love about real estate is it, it, it frees you up because you, you're just, you're like the head quarterback watching everyone, you know, encouraging everyone else to do their role, but you're not out on the field getting crushed and slammed into the pavement, right? Into the gra- into the grass. You're out there just kind of calling the shots. And that gives you the time to do other things to your passion about as you get good in real estate investing. So uh, that's why I think real estate is the most powerful tool to free yourself and give yourself the financial freedom that you're looking for in your life. Yeah, maybe I'll just comment here. And then if you have any insights, and then we'll close off. But I one of my more popular posts on social media is my Financial Friday, where I go through everything from real estate to Bitcoin to and you know, one of the encouragements is for young people, millennials, to start early on investments, right? Because we know the compounding effect, right? And and, uh, and to think long term. And 
this Friday, I'm going to do a post on inflation. And so I've done a ton of research on that. And it's, you know, we've got one quarter of negative GDP, and it looks like we might have a second, which technically means recession. But what you've shared with us here today, and I think the advice for people still is, is that, you know, um, get out of debt where you can, cash is trash, you're, go- you're going b- at 8% inflation, you're going backwards, right? So you have to have a balanced set of investments, start early, think long term. And what I love about what you've shared today and, and insights about how to have strategies to get good deals during a recession and to uh, get into homes. And so uh, that gives me a lot of confidence because it's st- you still have to invest. You still have to have a balanced approach. You can't just tuck the cash under the mattress because it'll it'll it's it's going away at 8% and probably higher if you believe some prognosticators. So big believer in what you're talking about. And real estate is a big part of that investment strategy. If young people can get in earlier, they're going to see in, uh, the blessings of that compound benefit, compound interest for the a long time in their life. Any, any, uh, anything else you'd add to that one? Well, yeah. Closing thought on that is, is focus on what you can control. Hmm. People who are reading, spending so much time reading the news. I mean, it's, it's important to be informed and, and not get caught um, unawares, but just focus on the things that you can control. And the powerful thing about being an entrepreneur is that really your destiny is in your own hands it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You can create massive value for others and get massive results in return. Oh, what a great way to end it. Massive value for others, great results and financial freedom for yourself. Nate, really appreciate the time today. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you, Rick. It's a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.